Heroes of the Internet. I'm Travis. And I'm Nathan. And we are the Henshin Men, a podcast that celebrates Japanese superheroes and their high flying and high kicking adventures. How do we want to move into the to the actual discussion now? Because <laughs> I done forgot. Because <laughs> that, that would be normally well, where uh, you would come in in this installment. We will be discussing Common Writer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that that is true that is very true but we decided that we before we launched this crazy new spinoff show that we should probably introduce ourselves and the concept of this show that we are doing so for those who don't know me i am nathan march and i am the host of the monster island film vault a podcast seeking entertainment and enlightenment through tokusatsu but i'm also a self-proclaimed uber nerd a professional writer and just to give you an idea of the kinds of things that I love, I enjoy superheroes, Star Trek, and stuff like that. And I also recently graduated with a master's degree in English. Nice. And I am Travis, and I am the host, or uh, one of the hosts, of the Kaiju Weekly Podcast, a podcast that explores giant monster movies and introduces the world of giant monsters to people who are new to the genre and people who are longtime fans. We just love to have fun with giant monster stuff. I am also the content not content creator, but I guess content uh, manager, manager of yeah, yeah, content manager of Kaiju Ramen Magazine, a magazine all about giant monster mov uh, movies and the genre that really is all about celebrating not only the genre of movies, but also the fans who love those movies as well. Mm -hmm. And I have contributed to both of your first two issues. Yeah, you and a few other people uh, have contributed. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. And uh, yeah, if anybody's interested in Kaiju Ramen, check out kaijuramenmagazine.com. That's where you can pick up uh, your own copy of the magazine. But we are not here to talk about Kaiju, surprisingly, since we both run Kaiju no, Podcasts. We're, we're going yeah, to talk about a genre that is very adjacent, shall I'm we say. Very adjacent. <laughs> to this so, whole in the process of getting uh, of getting into the kaiju genre, uh, a lot of people who uh, probably have watched or are interested have at least heard about uh, things like Ultraman, uh, things like Super Sentai, uh, shows like VR, uh, uh, not VR. Well, yeah, VR Troopers, but um, also VR Troopers. Mm -hmm. yeah, also. Um, What's the one that Godzilla's in? I, why am I why am I blanking? <laughs> Zone Fighter. Zone Fighter. That one. <laughs> that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> things like that. And uh, it's because they are tokusatsu, which means special effects shows. They are these live action suitmation shows. Special filmmaking. Yeah, special filmmaking that are made by a lot of the same companies that make a lot of the giant monster movies that we love. Like Zone Fighter is made by Toho, who makes all the Godzilla movies and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So while exploring this whole 
new genre of thing that that that's kind of adjacent to kaiju you know in the process of exploring the kaiju genre uh i was like you know so many people have heard about these things but never really watched any of these things and i kind of want to uh introduce this stuff to people especially since a lot of things like ultraman and of course power rangers and super sentai and even common rider are starting to make mm -hmm. it over into the u.s and so a lot of english-speaking people are getting to exposed to these things mm -hmm. more than they used mm -hmm. to uh, ultraman in particular has been getting a huge push the last couple of years yeah yeah it definitely has and and i have a feeling don't quote me on this. I have a feeling that there's something big coming with Common Rider. So uh, we'll see. But yeah. Well, so it is the what? It's the 50th anniversary this year is. for the franchise. It is. it is the 50th anniversary. The 50th anniversary is it was. the anniversary for the manga or is it just the TV show? Well, the manga and the TV show came out pretty much the same time. Like okay. They, they I was wondering. The same month. So, uh, so mm -hmm. yeah. Um. Yeah, so so that's what this this show is really about exploring and uh, kind of introducing new people to a superhero genre that they may have heard of or maybe have a slight interest in, but they don't know where to start or maybe it's a little too bizarre since it's Japanese. It's kind of hard to, to get mm -hmm. into. So we will be your... Uh, what's a good term? We will be your guides on this adventure yes. into tokusatsu. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, that actually might be a good place to talk about briefly, obviously, because one of the things we want to do is we want to keep these episodes relatively bite-sized for all of you. But I do think this would be a good time to talk a little bit about our own journeys with Henshin Heroes. So uh, I'll start that off. The Like a lot of people our age, Travis, I did watch Power Rangers and uh, for a little while. Uh, also VR Troopers, because that was on around the same time. Mm -hmm. Although my interest in Power Rangers waned fairly quickly, I will admit. Um, but now, thanks to your co-host, uh, Michael, the Kaiju Groupie Hamilton, <laughs> I have rediscovered Power Rangers. <laughs> but you know what was a, a, a Henshin Hero show that I really got into as a kid after I, you know, I lost interest in Power Rangers? Have you ever heard of Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad? I have heard of that. I've watched the first two episodes of it fairly recently because I, I had not heard about it until you mentioned it to me. Yes. the if, if For anybody out there who's familiar with Gridman, the hyper agent, that's what it was. They gave it the Power Rangers treatment because the, this was an attempt to cash in on the idea of getting fight footage from a Japanese hero show and then editing in footage of new American actors and creating whole new stories around them. I was really into that show and the toys. There was a lot of toys from good Lord. I would walk into a Walmart and there'd be walls of toys for this show. And you know, a lot of people might know it now because of the anime that came out a few years ago, SSSS Gridman. And now mm -hmm. they have SSSS Dynazion. And uh, I, it was just announced actually this week. Well, more like leaked, but <laughs> Gridman the Hyper Agent is going to be released by Mill Creek. Nice. Which has been also releasing all the Ultraman uh, series the last couple of years. 
Yeah. So, but but I was also aware of shows like Master Rider, which is pertinent, and uh, you know that was a spinoff, air quotes, spinoff of Power Rangers, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, as well as Big Bad Beetleborgs. And then I discovered Ultraman by reading G Fan magazine, but I never actually saw anything Ultraman until Ultraman Tiga aired on Fox for a hot minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I also played a video game called Beautiful Joe that was on, I, I played it on the PS2, was originally on the GameCube, and that is where I first heard the word Henshin because yeah. the titular hero of that game, his catchphrase is Henshin a go go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then. I started uh-huh. revisiting all of this stuff a few years a, a few years ago, and uh, I start. I decided a few years uh, at this point that I would pick one one of the three big Henshin Hero franchises out there to do a huge deep dive into because I honestly didn't think <laughs> I had the time <laughs> to right. go nuts with all of them, and I chose Ultraman. But then you wrote me into doing this show. So, uh, you know, I am yeah. heeding the siren call of Common Rider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and all the, the siren other call, the call of Travis off on the side. Say, watch more Common Rider. Watch more Common Rider. <laughs> you have to watch Common Rider. <laughs> I was going to say, you've basically been preaching the gospel of Common Rider for about a year now. <laughs> I have, I have. So, uh, I'll tell, I'll tell a little bit about my backstory with, um, with Tokusatsu and these Henshin heroes. So, uh, of course I grew up as a Godzilla fan, but I also, you know, I grew up in the nineties, so I was a huge Power Rangers fan. I stuck with Power Rangers a lot longer than a lot of people my age. Um, a lot of people my age dropped off pretty early. I stuck with it. I stuck with it all the way through, uh dino thunder i think uh and then i kind of dropped off yeah i dropped off around dino thunder so i mean like i was well past the age that the show was geared towards but you know there's a lot of things that i like that are not geared towards people my age but i still like it oh Um, well i i will confess i kept watching cartoons when i was a teenager and i kind of tried to do it in secret because when you're a teenager you right you still like shitty things but you want to pretend you're an adult so <laughs> yeah I, I i just watched some cartoons last week what are you talking about like <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh so yeah no i so i i never watched vr troopers i was one that did slip by me but specifically about this show and why i wanted to start this podcast uh i was a kid in the 90s i remember power rangers and i remember they started advertising this new hero that was related to Power Rangers, even appeared on a couple of episodes of Power Rangers. And oh, which actually you, me and Michael watched those episodes a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, we just watched those a few weeks ago. Uh, and I remember the toys uh, showing up at KFC and I loved it. And it was this 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 uh superhero that was dressed up like a bug and he had a a cool motorcycle and he just looked so awesome and i was just so excited to watch this show when it finally aired never actually watched it as a kid never got around (laughs) to actually watching it as a kid i don't know what happened um i know the show did air but i never Mm -hmm. actually watched it somehow i it slipped by me and i never watched it so I, for the longest time, I had this 
you know image in my head of these toys of this superhero in a bug costume riding an awesome motorcycle probably led to my love of motorcycles um because i do love motorcycles as a separate thing Mm -hmm. but uh then I, when I got to be a teenager, I was looking into, you know, Power Rangers and Power Rangers history uh, and found out that, oh, Power Rangers was based on a Japanese show that was adapted for American audiences and that they did another show uh, called Masked Rider. And I was like, oh, that's the one I remember when I was a kid. And then I started mm-hmm. looking to, oh, it's actually based on Common Rider wait, what's Common Rider? Mm-hmm. And so I started looking into Common Rider and started watching some Common Rider. And since then, I have been a huge fan of this franchise. I haven't watched all of the shows, but I've been a huge fan of Common Rider. Uh, Ultraman was a different story. Now, Ultraman, I kind of was aware of because you see references of Ultraman in other things, even in American things. But I never watched mm-hmm. any of it until mill creek started putting out the ones just like in 2019 uh and it was when i was, and there was doing are the podcast for that. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and and, mm-hmm. and i start. i was doing the the kaiju weekly podcast and so i was like well this is a tokusatsu this is you know that in the same genre same vein of godzilla and stuff so why not you know cover it on the podcast so i started watching it so yeah uh so that's kind of my story for henshin heroes and so ever since then i've just kind of especially with running the podcast i've been uh i've been exposed more to japanese tv shows than i ever was as a kid and i keep finding more and more japanese shows that i just love (laughs) especially the japanese superheroes because because there's something really special about these japanese superheroes because uh they don't have the same they don't have the same tropes and trappings that American superheroes have. Japanese superheroes kind of developed separately. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's, uh, so it's it's kind of interesting to talk about what, yeah, I was going to say this would be a good time to talk about what are Henshin heroes. Yeah. Yeah. So the word Henshin, like you said, the first time you ever heard it was playing beautiful Joe, uh, the video game. So for Mm -hmm. anybody who's not aware, Henshin means transform or transformation. Mm -hmm. And if you are aware of things like Power Rangers, where they do, it's morphin' time and they transform into there. And so that the Henshin heroes genre uh, of these like Japanese superheroes, the idea behind them is that they have a civilian form their regular normal human or plus human plus because some of them are aliens uh form and then mm-hmm. they do something a pose or something that triggers their transformation into their superhero form yeah. and some of so, them look like interpretive dances but <laughs> yes some of them do uh so you get that with like power rangers and super sentai which power rangers was based on you get that with common rider you get that with things like sailor moon uh, anybody who knows Sailor Moon, say. yeah, the she uh, that's does her anime uh, version of it, but yes, yeah, and 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 Sailor Moon's kind of interesting because it's kind of a a combination of Henshin heroes, which typically is geared toward more towards boys in Japan, but mm-hmm. you also Sailor Moon's also the magical girl uh, genre, which is yes. always usually geared more towards girls. So you have kind of a combination of those two uh, genres that make sailor moon mm-hmm. and uh, for what i've read sailor moon was revolutionary because that was the first time that they that someone had done a superhero magical girl show and ever since then that's basically that's been a huge chunk of the genre <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah 
Yeah, and, and and Sailor Moon, I mean, Sailor Moon was heavily inspired by things like Cutie Honey, but Sailor Moon also mm-hmm. did things with its with within the genre that nobody had ever done before and and inspired so much so there's a lot a lot of henshin hero mixed with magical girl stuff now and uh, and some of it we'll we might cover on this podcast some of it we might not because some of us mm-hmm. kinda, uh, i don't really like it that much but <laughs> there's some uh yeah just talk to our friend elijah kaiju conversation he's uh found some shall we say uh seedy yeah (laughs) yeah examples of genre but yeah so that's a big thing so it's heroes who have a uh, civilian form and then their superhero form and then usually usually they have some sort of a transformation device that they use to channel the power that gives them their superhero form so you know for you know, for those who've seen ultraman the you know the original ultraman he had the beta capsule common mm-hmm. um, rider uh, most common riders i know there's a little bit of difference but most common riders have a belt mm-hmm. that they use to transform the in power rangers they had the morphers right you know, there was a lot of different ways that they would do it the if i remember i think sailor moon what did they use in sailor moon i forget what it was uh well sailor moon had that like i i, I want to call it a pixie stick because that's the only thing i can think of but it's like a it's like yeah. a little yeah. mini yeah. staff wand thing that she used to transform yeah. mm-hmm. and i think that yeah. that most of them mm-hmm. had something like that but yeah uh mm-hmm. the and and what's funny is that not only the, this isn't unique to japanese superheroes um there is something there is something no, different uh, you- about about these henshin heroes that does separate it from american superheroes but but you do get a little bit of that in american superheroes Mm -hmm. i mean uh you could almost say you know go back to the as far as you know in in my mind even though there's you can point to some examples that predate him a little bit but you know the first superhero superman he kind of sort of does it because you know he's famous for Clark Kent is famous for running off into a phone booth and changing into his costume and then coming out and he's Superman, you know, the, that's, right. that's sort of an idea, but it's, uh, it's, uh, or even the flash when, uh, he would, he had his uh, costume in a ring, you know, and he would just hit a button on the ring, the costume would pop out and he would change. Right. You know? But the thing that separates that from the, the Hinchin heroes of Japanese, uh, is that they the Japanese superheroes who do the henshin, the transformation, there's usually a transformation sequence, some kind of sequence mm-hmm. of them turning into their form. Um, and so you don't mm-hmm. you don't get that a lot with with like Superman and definitely don't get it a lot with like Batman or, or Spider-Man where they just put on. No, the suit. no, no, no. And even that was uh, nothing close to what we're talking about here. But but you, know, you do get it you, in I things like. Those- you do get it in things like Wonder Woman, the, the Linda Carter Wonder Woman's from 1977. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. because she would go With through the, an entire transformation sequence where she would spin and transform mm-hmm. into her superhero form. I even found out that they started doing that for a little while in the comics because of the popularity of the TV show. And they were coming up with clever things like she would get the lasso out and do a lasso trick where she would spin it around herself. And then as she mm-hmm. brings the lasso up doing the trick, it, uh, her, it, she gets her costume. It was mm-hmm. really cool, actually. Yeah. Uh, at one point, Thor, back in the 60s, had a secret identity named Donald Blake, 
and he was a scrawny little surgeon, but then he would, and he had uh, a cane with him, but the cane was Mjolnir, the hammer in disguise. And he would pick up the cane and then, you know, by the power of the hammer, he would turn into Thor. Now he doesn't really do that anymore, but that was a thing. And then if you grew up in the eighties and you watched he man <laughs> or yeah. Shira, they did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, by and, the and power of Grayskull, you know? <laughs> yeah. I have the power. Yeah. That, uh, that, that's the ones I was thinking of. There's another superhero that, uh, we didn't include in our show notes here that I just thought of that does kind of fit a, a little bit of the Henshin hero. And because he likes to chant something, uh, when he transforms or at least when he powers up and that is in brightest day in blackest night, no villain shall escape my sight. Let those who worship evil's might beware my power. Green lantern's light. Green lantern's light. Yes, the yes. green lantern. That is true. <laughs> yes. So there is something. There's something. Uh, yeah. So that's something that the a lot of uh, the American superheroes do share in common uh, with the Henshin heroes of Japan. But there is there is some differences, and a lot of it is cultural. Because whereas in American mm -hmm. superheroes, a lot of it was inspired by the pulp. Uh, the pulp novels and pulp heroes of the like 20s mm -hmm. and 30s and then they then a lot of it was heavily inspired by superman when superman came out a lot of them built off of that kind of model they didn't have that initially in japan when they started doing superheroes so they started building off of things that they had which was kind of their folk their folk heroes their folk tales and things like that and mm -hmm. uh and they built from there so so while we do see the similarities and of course we borrow, you know, our cultures borrow back and forth, there is something very unique about these Japanese superheroes. That I don't think you can get in a lot of American superheroes unless you're going to one that is very specifically inspired by it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it should, we should clarify here. Not every Japanese superhero media is Henshin. There are some right. out there that are not. Right. And I think uh, and this is a big problem that I have on my podcast, my regular podcast, Kaiju Weekly, uh, with my co-host Michael, is that we tend to also associate all of Japanese media and television with the stuff that we watch, which is tokusatsu, uh, which is the special effects mm -hmm. stuff like this. Uh, not all Japanese shows are like this either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But just uh, you know, to give a, a relevant example. As much as I love this character, and he is definitely inspired by Henshin heroes, I would probably, if you twisted my arm, I say he's not really Henshin hero. That would be Jet Jaguar from right. Godzilla versus Mega. He yeah. uh, he looks like Ultraman, but he's a robot, and yeah, he does things like change size, but he he's not really a Henshin hero. No, no, he's, I wouldn't count him as one. But then you have things like the the Metal Heroes um, or the Space Sheriff mm -hmm. series, like uh, Space Sheriff Gavin, uh, which is uh, mm -hmm. definitely Henshin Hero and is also very much RoboCop. Like, if you look at it, there's there's a lot of RoboCop inspiration in there, too. <laughs> yeah, the, that one and uh, there's even one, I think, what is it? Uh... 
I can't remember the title of it now, but there's one that was basically a female tokusatsu version of RoboCop. I think it was called like Lady Battle Cop or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's also uh, there's um, Hinshin Ninja or um, Hinshin. I think it's called Hinshin Ninja Araji or something like that, which is uh, a ninja uh, who you know, and it's set in the in like feudal Japan that does a transformation and saves people and you know fights evil organizations and stuff like that in feudal japan but he transforms from his civilian form into his like kind of armored ninja form so yeah this genre while being kind of very specific is also huge there's a huge amount of henshin heroes oh my gosh there's so much the uh, the 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 three biggest franchises in this genre are obviously Ultraman, Kamen Rider, and Super Sentai. You know, those right. are massive. Like, there's what, like 45 Super Sentai series. I've I, there's 20 plus Ultraman. I think there's about that many Kamen Rider series at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, all three of those shows have been going for about 50 years or more at this point, which mm -hmm. is so crazy that they are that they are like. 50 plus years old and they're still going and uh yeah, yeah. although you weren't talk we're, we're talking about henshin heroes versus um, uh you know the traditional american superhero there actually was a weird point where they crossed over because toei made a spider-man show in the late 70s he, yes they did and and, and anybody and who's a, a hero yep <laughs> And anybody who is a fan of Power Rangers can thank Spider-Man because uh, Toei, the company that made the, made the Japanese Spider-Man, uh, they saw that that version of Spider-Man, which had a giant robot uh, in its show, uh, was so popular and they could sell so many toys that they decided to add giant robots to their Sentai show, which was kind of failing at the time. They didn't really know what to do with their Sentai show. And so they introduced Super Sentai, which had giant robots in it, uh, along with the superheroes. And the Super Sentai show is what got adapted into Power Rangers. Mm hmm. It's kind of nuts how that works out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so getting back to this particular podcast. Now, we talked about how, like, even though it's a very special very unique genre this these henshin heroes it's also a very huge genre there's so much oh. stuff in it uh so what we're planning on doing on this podcast is to go through some of these shows episode by episode well we're going to be doing two episodes uh each each yeah. of our episodes we're going to be two doing episodes two episodes per episode of the podcast yeah right and we're going to watch them review them discuss them add some uh historical maybe some behind the scenes context to them and kind of the whole point of this and and really my main goal is to build enthusiasm for this mm -hmm. for this genre for these shows because like you said i have been preaching the gospel of common writer for a while now and i love I love a lot of these shows. I love a lot of these shows. These are very unique shows and I want more people to watch them. I want more people to experience 
the joy that is Henshin Heroes. And so I want to uh, do this podcast as a way of of kind of introducing it to people. If you don't know where to start, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll tell you where to start and we'll go through each episode so you can kind of watch along with us if you want uh, to kind of experience mm-hmm. these shows and, and get the context of them. So that's that's kind of what the plan for this podcast is. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we've already been hinting at, we're going to start. So starting next week in our next episode, we're going to start going through the original 1971 Common Rider. But mm-hmm. we, we do plan, hopefully, after we finish that, because that's going to be a heck of a project. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's a 98 episode show. It's a long show. The, and then we're going to hopefully expand to some other franchises, your Super Sentai's, the Ultraman, all that. Personally, Ultraman is my favorite of the of mm-hmm. the franchises. Uh, but we're going to give priority, first priority, to these lesser known shows like Common Rider, and ones that are easily and legally available in the West, so we can push people to those. Because theoretically, we play our cards right, and these viewership numbers start going up. To, you know, Toei and other Japanese studios will notice this, and they will start releasing more. That is kind of our ultimate goal with this, which is why yes. we're going to start with Common Rider, and you know, but you know, and Ultraman's getting a huge push right now. So the Ultraman will will be featured on the show probably at some point, but we're giving Common Rider top priority right now. Because you can yes. watch the original Common Rider, but it's a little bit buried compared to Ultraman, which is getting pushed everywhere. <laughs> yeah, so the original Common Rider is available on Tubi. Um, Tubi.tv. Tubi and Shout Factory TV. And Shout Factory TV. Um, you can find those pretty easily online for free. Um, and so you can watch along with us if you're interested in watching along with us. And really, I just want someone to talk to... Uh, about Common Writer because I love Common Writer and I want people to talk up yeah. to me about Common Writer. So if you're listening to this and you're enjoying Common Writer, talk to me. Talk to me about Common Writer. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet us. Tweet us now. <laughs> but no, uh, but and also uh, Toei is starting to release some of their Common Writer shows on their official YouTube channel. I think they're even releasing the original series, but they're only doing it, I think, one episode a week, and they're doing every show at the same time, which is a little yeah. bit confusing if you want to, say, watch Common Writer Black and Common Writer Black RX, which you know, those are connected shows. So right. it's just really bizarre. Why are you releasing both of these at the same time? It's just weird. But... Yeah, and we're going to have fun while we're doing this. This isn't going to be a very you know strict, analytical kind of podcast. We're going to have some fun. We have some awards we're going to give out each episode. Uh, the awards are Henshin Kick, which is our best stunt or fight scene. Uh, we're going to be mm-hmm. doing Kamenacha, uh, which is the best <laughs> line, best line of dialogue in the episode. We're also going to be Talking Toku, which is our, our uh, favorite uh, special effect that's in the episodes. And also mm-hmm. your favorite, which is WTH, What the Henshin, which is the craziest <laughs> moment because yeah, these are some crazy honest. shows. <laughs> yeah, these shows are nuts. <laughs> yeah. These shows are nuts so yeah like i said um you know we're just we're doing this to have a bit of fun we hope that you can have fun along with us feel free to watch along with us you'll you'll get episodes of our show every week 
and you know it should be a good time. We'll uh, hopefully will be a nice supplement to your journey through Tokusatsu superheroes. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think that's it. So we can just sign off and see you in the next episode. And as we sign off, remember, heroes, you only have a minute to hench in it.